runs after runs after runs. You know what sucks, guys? What? The Cavs. But uh, we got 84 points. We got 749 to work with. We need 105. We're probably going to need overtime. Yeah, Trista, you went upstairs and uh, D'Angelo Russell. Caught fire. Yeah, he turned into all of a sudden Tony Kukoc. And now just like that, it's a one-point game. And my whole night in jeopardy. Again, Cavs, team total over 104. Memphis on the money line. Mm. Mm. That's why I stuck with Grizzlies' first half spread, and that's it. Lakers came out looking tired. LeBron's been terrible, by the way, tonight. He's got six points. He's two of nine. Overrated. Missed every three. <laughs> but really, like, they're, they're going to need him at some point in this game. I just don't – I can't trust Austin Reeves and even D'Angelo Russell to be able to go out there and consistently lead this team while LeBron just sits back and does nothing. Here's the thing, though, with LeBron props especially. If guys are cooking, he wants other players to take over, especially early in the game. And he kind of lays it out and sees, okay, am I going to have to put this on my shoulders tonight? And right now, D'Angelo Russell shooting the ball well and Tony uh, – I. Jeez, Anthony Davis has 18. Yeah. But then he could get hurt in the middle of the game, so that could change everything. 63-60 now. Memphis just clinging to this lead. Going to need them to close this out, yeah. man. We need <laughs> the series to continue. John Gambadoro, afternoon host. Arizona Sports 98-7 in Phoenix joins us now. And we'll start with your sons, man. Sons move on. Clippers. Yeah, had nobody left, I guess, on that roster, put up what, what it could have, I guess, was a fight for a little while. But what really interests me about the Suns is it won, it shouldn't be a surprise, they're 12-1 and one with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant both in that lineup. But two, when I watch them, I see a team that's still, like, learning how to play with each other, which can make them really dangerous. But then on the other side, they also give up big leads, which also is really dangerous for this team. All right, a lot of stuff to unpackage there. They usually get off to slow starts. I mean, only yesterday. That was the first time in the series yesterday where they had the lead after the first quarter. The first time. So they get off to slow starts. They don't, they don't, you know, offensive rebounds is a problem for them. They don't have a good bench. Their, their bench, I mean, I did some numbers after game four. They had 50 points out of their bench through four games. That was the worst by far in the playoffs. Nobody was even close. So it's, it's a problem for them. But they've got Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Now, to talk about the time they play, this is a great experiment, right? I mean, these guys, it's unprecedented. We've never seen anything like that, this, where a star player joins a team and plays so little games with them before the playoffs start. It's truly unprecedented. Usually when a guy gets traded at the deadline, he plays 28, 29, 30 games with the team. This team didn't get that opportunity, but... Devin Booker's playing at a level we've never even seen him play at. Kevin Durant is the clear number two on this team right now. It may change in the next series, but right now he is. What do you think about this matchup with Denver? Because it looks like you, you see how Jokic is playing, but not just him. All of the role players have really played this level of balanced offense. You're getting huge contributions from KCP, from Aaron Gordon. Michael Porter Jr. has looked really good. Jamal Murray is looking back like his vintage pre-ACL tear self. And you have to wonder like, whether the depth of the Suns is going to hold up to, to what Denver can do offensively you know, with like eight guys deep. No, I agree with you. I love this Denver team. I think they're really good. I mean, the additions – look, when, they, when the Suns swept them two years ago, two different Suns team, different Nuggets team, you can't look at that. It, it doesn't factor in. Jamal Murray wasn't there. Kevin Durant wasn't there. But look at look at Denver. I mean, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, he gives them good size. Bruce Brown's a good defensive player. You know, Porter Jr.'s playing at a high level right now. Aaron Gordon can guard anybody in the league. He's one of the elite defenders at his position. Now, the metrics may show that Denver's not a great defensive team, 
But that's because Jokic isn't a good defensive player. I think he, you know, he hurts them with that. But this should be a much better matchup. Now, the question is, how do you do, do you trap book? Do you double book if you're Denver? Because the Clippers, man, he killed. He had 25 points in the third quarter last night. He shot 10 for 11. I mean, we've never seen him play at a level like this. But I, I expect that this is going to be a much better game. What I will say is, stars win. Okay, in this league, you, you, your best players have to play well. You were just talking about LeBron and other guys cooking, and the, the Suns have great stars, and their bench, it's not good. They had to trade three players to get KD: Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges, Jay Crowder. And when you're paying four guys, guys, when you're paying four guys all that money, mm-hmm. DeAndre, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre, and Kevin Durant, you don't have any money for a bench. You're paying everybody minimum. You're signing guys, buyout guys. So there's no money in the bench like there was a few years ago when they didn't have all those big contracts. I'm curious, just to follow up, how come we haven't seen more Terrence Ross and T.J. Warren? Is this just like something that Monty is holding in his back pocket? Does he not like them? Like, can we see him in this next series? What do you? What's your take on that? No, I think that they've, they've shortened the bench. Look, when you've got Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, those guys are going to play almost the whole game. They'll come out for two or three minutes. DeAndre Ayton's going to play a whole lot, but his backup is Bismack Biombo. Chris Paul's going to play a lot, too. You're going to see Chris Paul play 40 minutes a game. And his backup is, you know, Campaign or Landry Shamit. If you need offense, you can go to Ross. You could go to T.J. Warren. I think what Monty's wanted out of the bench was defense, which is where Josh Okoji played the most minutes last night. Somebody that can come up with steals. Somebody can come up with, you know, some uh, you know good on the ball defense, pressure defense. So I think what he's looked for defense is is Biombo and Akoji, guys that can come in and play. They don't need scoring. They don't need they don't need scoring. They got Durant. They got Booker. They got Paul. They got Aiden. They don't need offense. They need defense. And both Ross and T.J. Warren are defensive liabilities. So I think yeah. that's why you're not seeing those guys play. Yeah, and John, my problem with the Suns, I guess, in the last round was just the rim protection wasn't where I wanted it to be with DeAndre Ayton. But you go back a couple of years ago, Western Conference semifinals, and Ayton, I don't want to say he shut down Jokic, but I believe Jokic was like 27 of 64 when Ayton was guarding him. You know, kind of held his own. Are you expecting the same thing? Are you a little bit worried about the way that DeAndre Ayton's playing right now? What do you see from that matchup? You know, could he have the same success that he did a couple of years ago? He's never been a rim protector. You know, Bismack Biombo's a shot blocker. Bismack Biombo can protect the rim. So their backup will block some shots. DeAndre's never been a rim. He's an elite defensive rebounder who doesn't get offensive rebounds. He's a terrible offensive rebounder. You're right. He kind of held his own against Jokic in that series. He didn't outplay him, but he held his own. And if he does does that again, that's a big win for the Suns. I mean, you know, they gave him a max contract. They didn't, you know, they matched the offer sheet from Indiana. about $35 million less and a year less than if they would have just gave him their own max. They didn't really want to pay him max. They don't really think he's a max player, but they certainly weren't going to lose him for nothing. I think that, I think if they if they can get him to just concentrate on being an anchor defensively, and I, I think that's where they'll benefit. But, you know, he's been a guy, yesterday, he had a good first half. I think he had 18 points in the first half when KD wasn't shooting it very well. He likes the ball. Guys, he likes the ball. Like, he wants the ball in his hands. He wants to score. He wants to be dominating on both ends of the court. But what they really need in this Denver series is they need his defense. 
We watch Chris Paul have moments in this series where, I mean, the guy looks like old Chris Paul, hitting the mid-range jump shot, great passes, setting guys up. I mean, Chris Paul in his prime, one of the best point guards we've ever seen, and we know he took this Suns team to the next level. And then there's moments where he looks so old, he's gimping around like Ryan over here who's got an arthritic hip, and you go, well, is he now just a liability for this team? Heading into now this matchup with the with, with Denver, do you do you look at Chris Paul as in maybe leaning towards the liability side for this team, or is it still he's massively important for this team? Uh, it's a great question. I think they need him to play at a high level to win a championship. Now, I think they'll get a big boost if Milwaukee gets knocked out because I think that's at their Achilles heel. I don't think they could beat Milwaukee because Drew Holiday is a great defensive player, so he could shut down Book. Giannis can guard anybody. So I think Milwaukee – I do think Milwaukee will win three in a row, by the way. But I think that's if they get out of there, that really helps. Boston's capable of beating the Suns because they can match up and defend them. Something happened to Chris, and it was almost like the you know the Cinderella thing when the clock turned into midnight. Like <laughs> he fin- he played good against New Orleans, and it was terrible against Dallas. They had a great game plan for him. He just aged so quickly right before our eyes. It benefits him now that he's, he doesn't have to be the primary ball handler. Um, but he's not a spot-up shooter, right? He's not a spot-up three-point shooter. So I think I think Chris has been good at times, like you said, in spots. I wouldn't say he's a liability, but I don't know how much of a benefit he can be. Yeah, let's move over to the NFL. What is happening with the Cardinals? Are they going to trade that pick? We're seeing that being in the mix. Are they going to try to go out and take an offensive lineman for Kyler? And, and just, I guess, general temp on Kyler within the organization. In the 2024 draft, I'll have the number one pick. I don't know if they're going to win a football game next year. <laughs> I mean, man, they lost Byron Murphy. Mm-hmm. They lost Zach Allen. J.J. Watt retired. Kyler Murray's going to miss the beginning of the year. They didn't add anybody. I mean, I'm not impressed by Monty Austin Ford so far as the GM. He hasn't done a darn thing to make this team better. I think they're trying to lose. I really do. I think their goal is to trade the pick. They need a lot of players. They need help everywhere. They need help on the offensive line, defensive line, edge rusher, cornerback. Buda Baker asked for a trade. He's their best player. They're going to trade Hopkins if they can get at least a third rounder for him. They need as many picks as they can get. So I expect they trade the third pick. But the problem with the Cardinals is that they don't have any great players. Like if Buda leaves, there's no great players. I I hate passing up on – the potential of a Will Anderson at three and, and, and moving, you know, so far back where I don't get that great player. But I think that that's what they're going to do. I think they prefer to trade down. John, you said, like, and I kind of agree, they could be the worst team in the league, especially when is Kyler even coming back. Let's say they're, they're a two-win football team and they get the number one overall pick next year. You have Kyler. You just committed to him. Would it be like a Josh Rosen situation again? Because Caleb Williams, I mean, people are comparing him to Mahomes, which I think is crazy, but he's going to be good. Do you think the Cardinals would go Caleb Williams at one, look to move back, move on from Kyler? Like, how do you think that works out if they are that bad just because you have a can't-miss quarterback prospect next year? Well, you got him winning two games next year? <laughs> Maybe yeah. not even. I don't know. <laughs> That's pretty good. I mean, two and fifteen. We might take two and fifteen with this roster. I mean, that's all they're capable of. I think. I mean, maybe three, but I think, guys, I think that all depends. Like, how does Kyler play? Like, they. This is the. He hasn't even started that new contract. He hasn't even started it yet. This is going to be the first year. Could you look? If you want to get off of a player, you... did we lose him there? Dead money. You guys know what it's about. If he plays poorly, sure, why not? Take a quarterback. 
All right, we got about two minutes here or so. We actually brought this up a little bit yesterday. I think the phone kind of cut out, so you may have just said this. We lost you for about 10 seconds or so there. Uh, uh, sorry about that. No, no worries. It's no, not I your fault. But make sure I heard you say take a quarterback, so I'm not sure if you kind of addressed what I'm about to say, but I do want to throw this because we talked about this a little yesterday. If they're the worst team in the NFL and you have the number one pick, do they do kind of what they did with Josh Rosen and then Kyler Murray? Even though he's got that big deal, do they try and move Kyler Murray and then take Caleb Williams with the number one overall pick? You could always get off of a player if you want to. We've seen it happen with a lot of quarterbacks. Yeah, I think so. I think you've got one year. If, my, if Murray plays in 10 games and he looks terrible and Gannon decides he's not my quarterback, yeah, that's your opportunity to get a quarterback. And you've you got to eat a lot of money. You're going to have a lot of dead money on your cap. Because this is the first year of his new contract. He hasn't even started it yet. So this is the first year of that massive contract with all that guaranteed money. But, yeah, I think if he plays poorly in the games he plays, you may want to start looking at getting another quarterback. Really quickly, when do you think you see Kyler Murray play next year? I, I think from what I've heard from in, you know, people inside the organization, I think that there are six games that he might, he's not going to be ready for the start of the season. But they haven't even addressed the backup. they got Colt McCoy. He's a 38-year-old backup quarterback, and he's hurt. So, I mean, they're not, in a, they're not in a position to even – like, I thought they'd go get Jacoby Brissett of somebody. They didn't even do that. But I, I would expect he's going to miss four, five, six games somewhere around there. John, we only got 60 seconds. I know not a lot of people <laughs> care about baseball. I do, especially Zach Gallen. I believe it's 28 innings now. Scoreless. Isn't he amazing? I mean, and he's not even feeling like himself. Uh, what are your thoughts on them? They're 14 and 12. I think they're one of the more fun teams to watch in baseball. Listen, that's my favorite sport. I love baseball yeah. more than any other sport. And this Diamondbacks team – you know, if they could go out and get a Corbin Burns, if he gets traded, they're, they're one starting pitcher away from being a playoff team. I really believe that. They've got three rookies in the lineup now since they got rid of Bumgarner. He was awful. Zach Allen, I, I, you know, his agent is Scott Boris. The Diamondbacks would love to do a contract extension with Zach Allen, but his agent's not going to allow it. They just did one with Corbin Carroll, locked him up long term. He'd love to do it with Gallen. Gallen's one of the best pitchers in baseball. He's had a 41 and a third inning scoreless streak last year, and already he's at 28 this year. I mean, he might win the Cy Young Award. This kid is that good. Yeah. 26 years hosting Afternoon Drive in Phoenix. He's John Gambadoro. He sounded Gambadoro. like he has never left New York City in his life. Arizona Sports uh, 98.7. Yeah, can, can, I have, can I have a quarter for some water for my daughter? <laughs> sounded like he's on the fan on Afternoon Drive. I oh, love it. Thank, uh, good talking to you. Thanks for coming on with us, Gambo. Uh, you got it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, it's, it's funny, though. Arizona, the Cardinals are going to be really, really bad. I, here's the thing. Like, there's chaos there where it would be awesome to see them have the number one pick and then see what they do with Kyler and Caleb Williams. Yeah. But at the same time, I want it to be a team that doesn't need a quarterback, that isn't thinking about replacing their quarterback, so my commanders can trade. Doesn't it feel like that's what's happening, though?